What is up, everybody? It's your girl, DJ Shard Dangerous. It's your boy, DJ Big Bopper. And we are here back with another episode of Wave, Wave of the, the Planet. Planet. It is uh, not really Thanksgiving edition. I mean, we love Thanksgiving. We do. We support it. Um, I Like I've previously stated, there's not very much Thanksgiving music. And Bop, if you say Toto 4. We, already, you know, we know that Toto 4 is just an album you can enjoy at any holiday, any day, really. You're not wrong. <laughs> but, um, Bob, how's your week been? You know what? Okay, let me, let me, let me start you off. Know? As of last Friday, and I, I, I'm very happy about this, I am 100% officially debt-free. I paid off. Hey. All of my credit card bills, I paid off all my loans, Class I paid off for you, man. everything, and honestly, I feel so much better. I feel relieved, all this stress, all this negativity, all this, everything is just gone, and then, you know, it's just like, it's nice, because I feel like I can turn my life around, and I can actually be happy, so, uh, looking forward to it. I've actually had a really great weekend, probably one of the best ones I've had in a very long time. Good, I'm glad. It's just great. Just loving life. About yourself. (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm not debt-free, but uh, yeah, I'm also doing good. Um, I had a good weekend. I What did I do this weekend? I rearranged my room. I went to see them Tarleton Sports. I scream if you... I'm not sick. (laughs) This is just my voice now. This is just how it is. I was screaming a lot this weekend, screaming a lot last weekend. I'll be screaming a lot tomorrow. I'll be screaming a lot. This weekend, probably watching the game live stream mm. and next weekend. So um, I've just accepted the fact that it's going to stay like this. But um, I've had a good week. Um, it's been productive. I, I had a speech. Okay. On, so my speech professor, um, not to call him out or anything, <laughs> but so we had speeches. Um, and the way that he did it, which I'm saying I'm a lot, but I promise I'm really good at giving speeches. <laughs> so the way that he did it was he told us that your speech is either going to be on Tuesday or Thursday. We don't know which day the speech is on, and you have to dress up for your speech. Mm-hmm. So you have to basically you have to dress up Tuesday. If you don't go, you have to dress up Thursday, right? Well, I dressed up Tuesday, didn't have to speak. Was a little mad about it, but I was like, whatever. Went Thursday, and like when you go, that's you find out the order like yeah. when you come into class. He goes, okay, first up is so and so, and then when they're done, he goes, all right, so and so is up next. Like you don't need to get an up on deck or anything. So one of my friends. We were, like, getting to be, like, the last people called on Thursday. And I was like, oh, gosh. But we finally, I finally was able to give mine. And she had to wait until uh, Tuesday. And if we had finished up our speeches, we weren't going to have class. But we didn't finish them up. So we did have class Tuesday. It was for 20 minutes. Mm. But my speech went good. I got my grade back, and I made a 98. Hey. So I'll take that. There you go. And um, everything else has been going pretty good. My grades are pretty solid. Um, I'm having a... Decent, like not bad semester. It's my second to last, and I'm usually a huge ball of stress, and I feel okay. So yeah, I'm excited to go home later on. Good, Are you I going think, home later on too? Yeah, I'm actually leaving around two thirty to three o'clock today. I'm gonna go home. I haven't seen my mom. I think the last time I went home was, I believe, in June. 
I want to say. Wow, you're a bad son. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I've been home twice this semester, and that's it, so. Yeah, so yeah I, I miss just, my mom, too. I don't know. You're saying uh, you're at those Tarleton sports, but you yeah. let me sit by myself at the football games. No, so. no, look here, look here. I saw you walking in, right? Or, like, I saw you walking up the steps, and I was like, oh, that's Bop. And I saw you sit down, and you were with someone else. And so I was like, okay, cool. Because I was with, it was me and Kristen, and then Haley was there, and with some of her friends. And then, like, we left, like, after halftime was over, like, two minutes into the third mm-hmm. quarter, because they'd already scored again. Um, and went and met, some up, met up with some of my other friends. And so I, like, saw you there with another person, though, so we were like, oh, okay. But I did, like, snap him a creepy video of me, like, zooming in on him. And I was like, mm, cool. I just, well, at least for a little bit of that, I was sitting solo dolo because I didn't know anybody was there. I didn't see you solo, man. Hey, mm. next time, I'm there. Okay. You can sit with me. Okay. You know I'm always there. All right. Um, Song of the week, Bob, you got one? Sure do. And it uh, kind of goes with what you just asked me if I'm going home. It's one of those songs... Um, that I kind of just send to my mom when I'm going home. She kind of, she just, I don't know. It's one of those, so it's going to be um, Motley Crue, and it's going to be Home Sweet Home. Uh, I know, really original, but... Uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, you're so original. Uh, if you haven't um, really heard of Motley Crue, well, one, shame on you, but two, uh, I don't know, if they're in, if you've watched The Hot Tub Time Machine, they're a big part of that. They're Motley Crue, but... They make it Motley Lou in the movie, so they just, uh, it's just one of those songs that just, I can connect with my mom about, because she likes Motley Crue, I like Motley Crue, um, and that song just lets her know that every time that I, she hears it, every time I send it to her, she just knows that I'm coming home to see her, so it's just one of those songs that I connect with my mom about, so let's just take a listen to it. How sweet. So I have a, I actually have a text from my mom right now, actually from uh, 9.36, let me know when you're heading home. So I think about 2.30, 3 o'clock when I get on the road, I'm going to end up sending that to her, so. How sweet of you. You're <laughs> such a sweet son. I take it back. You're not a bad son. You're a sweet son. Ooh. Well, good thing we don't have water in that cup. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> Honestly. It's not mine, so, you know. Um... Well, adversely, so I'm going home too, and I'm going home as like as soon as we're done recording this podcast. Got a blast, but um, I have been thinking a lot. Oh man, I'm gonna cry. And I don't even know why. I don't know. Maybe so. I've been thinking a lot lately, just about like 
I'm, I think I've said it before, but I'm a senior and I graduate. Stop. Don't roll your eyes at me. I'm a five-year senior. <laughs> Whatever. You're getting somewhere and that's what matters. But like I'm graduating next semester and I'm super planning. So like I'm looking at jobs right now. I'll probably start applying um, over Christmas break or I would say the end of January. So, like, I want to know what I'm doing by March, mid-April at the latest. And so I've just been, like, thinking back at my life. And um, when I go home, I've been home, what, twice this semester. But when I get home, I always let my family. There's, like, three people that I always let know. Of course, I always let my mom know I'm coming into town. And then I let my my aunt know when I go over and see her. And then um, my best friend, uh, Sammy, from high school, we, like, I've been through everything with this kid. Like, he's legitimately my best friend. I don't know why I'm tearing up. But anyways, a couple of weeks ago, we, like, he was going through something, and he, like, called me, and I, like, drove around town for, like, two hours, and, like, we had, like, a really good talk, and, like, it just made me think about how uh, Thanksgiving is coming up, you know, and as you, as we mature, like, I'm sure you're not friends with all the people that you went to high school with anymore. No. And like, unfortunately, it, I've been lot, I lost a lot of good friends that well, are just. And I mean, some people are temporary, and that's okay. Yeah. You know, some people are lessons, and some people are for life. Mm-hmm. And it's just like realizing that, you know, and like looking back on it, and like how everything, like it's been seven years that we've been friends, and like nothing has changed. Like we we matured, but we matured together. And so it wasn't a friendship where either one of us could fall off because, mm-hmm. you know, we're right there. We're still each other's best friends. And um, one of our favorite things to do is to share music with each other. And it's so funny because even like with us being so far apart, like and, and by far apart, I mean like two hours, you mm-hmm. know, it's not a big deal. But like we will go months without seeing each other. But when we but we always talk and like we always Snapchat and, like, even when we do, like, our favorite thing to do is, like, drive around and, like, show each other new music. And a good portion of the time, it's, like, the same stuff because we're almost into the same stuff. But, like, mm-hmm. he'll show me something new or I'll show him something new. And it's really cool. But one of our um, one of our songs is called Day One. And it's by, I think it's Han, but it might be Hone, H-O-N-N-E. It'll be on our playlist. But um, it just kind of reminds me of him because he... He's an OG friend for me. Um, we literally met at band camp, but he was a trumpet and I was a flute. So, so stop. We, we knew it wouldn't work. <laughs> he was a trumpet. I he was, was a the trumpet flute. and I was a flute, so it just wouldn't work. <laughs> one um, time at band camp. Okay. I play flute, so that joke makes me uncomfortable. I hate it. <laughs> um, ew. But anyways, uh, so we didn't like have a lot of interaction because, you know, I was a wood when he was a brass. But... Um, we went to, so in my town, it's like full of, I don't know, the population's like the same as Stephenville, but we had two high schools and one of them was like a tech high school, which is the one I went to. There's like a hundred kids. And so like I had a friend who was a clarinet and he was mutual friends with this clarinet. And so, yeah, there's a band hierarchy. Okay. And so, um, we like got introduced and we're like, oh, senior around camp. Yeah. By the end. And he had a twin brother and I was like, I'm not going to be able to tell them apart. By the end of the first week, we were best friends, and we always have been, and he's my day one, and so this song is for you, Samuel Oleg Bilkington. Aww. 
Also, Thanksgiving is coming up. So, you know. Um, and also, you might be her number day one, but I'm her day 100. So Yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, I don't know. One of our traditions, do you have any like family Thanksgiving traditions that you guys do? Um, I mean. <laughs> he went real blank for a we second. We eat food at like one-ish. We always plan to eat food at like one-ish, but it ends up being three. Uh, but I guess like the t- when it comes to Thanksgiving, the tradition, quote unquote, I, would, I guess would be, um, well, we always eat at one o'clock and then um, we have the football game on. And then once we're done, we the kids do all the dishes. Yeah, so, so that's, that's, I mean, so that's, that's how tradition. we're supposed to do. <laughs> I mean, no, I, I usually help because like, you know, they cook. Ours is like, we, my mom always brings the macaroni and cheese. Mm-hmm. One of my aunts always brings the sweet potatoes and the broccoli cheese and rice casserole. My aunt always, my other aunt always makes a, um, and my mom brings the ham. Okay. And then my other aunt always makes a really freaking good turkey. And then pretty much all the other sides and homemade dressing. It's so well, good. Since we have no family in Texas, we just celebrate just us. Yeah. So I, we used to uh, bake cake, or not cakes, uh, bake pies, my mom and I. So, hmm. but. That'd be fun to do. I don't know, but she outsourced it, and she didn't even go get like good pies. I think she just went to Kroger's or something, Walmart, grabbed pie. I'm like, take a Lida's pie home. Take some like, that buttermilk pie from Lida's is well, so good. Well, I figured she should have at least gone to like pie in this. Wait, where? Lida's. Where's that? On the corner of Happy and Healthy. <laughs> that's a, what is that? Walgreens? No, that's a. I don't know, but there's either. It's the other one, but it's on the corner of like. Rain. You said a butter, butter, buttercream pie, buttermilk, buttermilk. Pie. But their buttermilk pie is so good, Bob. You'd all love right. it. All right. Well, you're gonna have to send me that address. Anyway, I'm sorry. <laughs> as, as I, Anywho, as I get off the top, we're getting hungry. I don't know if you can tell, but it is Thanksgiving season, and I'm yeah, hungry. <laughs> I'm starving. That, honestly, like that's one of the best things about going home is home cooked meal. But not only oh. just any home cooked meal, we get that oh, Thanksgiving no. feast. My favorite part is bringing back leftovers, because like. My family like knows like my aunt's like oh you're in college you want leftovers I'm like see I say that yeah. except for like yeah. the two weeks after Thanksgiving where it's no matter what it's just like oh there's some turkey in the fridge just make a turkey sandwich well, no, and see, I'm like the, that's the thing I used to hate that like when I was younger I'd be like I'm tired of eating turkey but now I'm like yes I'm tired turkey of this grandpa well that's too bad <laughs> but like now it's like turkey over ramen I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, I guess I can you're only right. eat Chick-fil-A so much. You're right, you're right. And now now it's just like, you know what? Take that turkey, chop it up real real nice and Ooh, put it in the ramen a, and just get mm. Or a turkey salad. Like a like instead of like a chicken salad, like turkey salad, mayo. <laughs> I like cranberries in mine and relish, but one of my favorite traditions that we do is um uh, well, 
go around the table and say what we're thankful for. So what are you thankful for, Bob? Like this year, this I don't know about you. This has been a really big year for me. It's been a really long year for me. But I'm thankful for a lot of things. What are you thankful for? Thankful for my family, really. I I mean, really wouldn't be here without them. Let's be honest. Um, I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm just so happy. <laughs> this is like the happy, like happiest I've been in a thing for like things. I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm just thankful for life, man. I'm just having a good, good life right now, and I hope to continue it. I feel that. Um, yeah, I'm kind of the. I am. I'm thankful as well. I'm really thankful for. Um, my mom, mm-hmm. like, I don't want to cry, but um, my mom really is, like, my number one fan. She's, like, my biggest support system. Um, I love her to death, and, you know, she does the best that she did the best that she could for me when I was growing up, and mm-hmm. um, I just want to repay her so much. I um, I wouldn't be where I am without my mom. Um, my aforementioned best friend. I'm so thankful for him. Um, I'm so thankful for my family. So thankful for the opportunities that I have. I'm going to be so thankful to graduate next semester. Please. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just feel like this year has been a teaching year. Mm-hmm. This year taught me so much. Yeah. And I, I learned so much. I experienced so much. And um I'm looking forward to the future. Wow, this isn't even a New Year's Man. show. Oh, <laughs> New Year's is going to be kind of a mosh because we're going to have to talk about resolutions. It's your last semester. See, she what she's thinking about is finishing college is getting away from me. Don't let her, don't let her deceive you. No, <laughs> I'm so excited to not ever have to see Bob's face. It's like, oh my god. No, I I really am gonna like. Oh, I'm gonna miss the station so much because I started here. My like this was like the first thing I did mm-hmm. in college. This is kind of just wild. Like you make all these, and I, I know we talked about Lance. Uh, Lance had talked to us about this, like how you just make these relationships and friendships with your coworkers, but in like a student worker environment, the turnover yeah. rate is yeah insane. It's, it's just crazy because like, like I started with no one that I started this job with is here now, besides Lance. Lance. <laughs> you know. Um, and it's not like because people quit. It's just because this graduate, is a student yeah. worker position. You work here while you're a student and then you graduate. And it's so crazy because you get to make all these contacts. But at the same time, like me and Katie, Katie was our previous GA. I have a snap streak with her. We still talk every day. I was talking to her yesterday. I was talking to her last night, actually. She's doing good. Um, and so I think that Wow, this is going on a tangent, but when we talk about, um, earlier we were talking about how, you know, like, you're not uh, friends with people that you went to high school with, or, you know, sometimes you are. Mm-hmm. I think, number one, it's about maturity. I have I have Sammy, and then I have a group of friends. Um, our, uh, we have a group message. It's named the Unfriendly Black Hotties. It's from um, that cheerleading movie. What's that? I said Burr. It's calm in here. Bring it on. Anyways. <laughs> I was like, step it up. <laughs> that's not a, that's a dance movie. Well, oh, okay, well, I was thinking of that. Got movie. so many chains, they call me Chaining Tatum. Anyways, I think it's about like maturing relationships and stuff like that. You grow up with some people and some people mature at a different rate than you do. Mm. Anyways, why, what, 
I'm sorry. We're not emotional on this podcast. <laughs> we have music news. That is right. We do. We have someone in prison. That's right. Somebody is in prison. We got a little bit on the Grammy organization. It looks like uh, YouTube has a little bit of issues with Article 13 in EU. We got Billy Corgan, who's the um, frontman of the Smashing Pumpkins. I'm talking about Metallica and Lil Peep. We have uh, the Tupac estate and something teasing for this weekend. And then we also have a bunch of just little information that I think you all should know and a little bit more about Boozy Bad A. So let's go ahead and let's get into it. I'm going to start in with our Grammy. It looks like that the Grammy is seeking greater diversity in altering its rules for membership. So the Recording Academy, which is uh, which gives out the Grammy Awards, is changing on how it recruits new voting members. It's a movement to broaden the organization's demographics in the wake of the widespread criticism over its lack of gender diversity. Artists and industries executives, both female and male alike, have been called for the Grammys to revamp itself after the 2018 ceremony held in January in which few women were honored during the televised ceremony. And the Me Too and Time's Up movements seem to relegated the token mentions. After the ceremony, the Academy's president and CEO, Neil Partnow, said in the interview, Variety Magazine, that the women in the music business should step up. Afterwards, calls erupted for Portno's resignation this summer. He announced that he would be stepping down in July of 2019. And on Monday, the Recording Academy announced that it is revamping its requirements for new voting members in a move that is meant to broaden the organization's demographics. Okay, so I just want to state that I got really angry when you said um, that he needs to step up because... Or when you said that he said women need to step up. Mm-hmm. Because uh, things like that just make me angry. Because I will say this, and like I don't think it's a super controversial statement because it's the truth, and it's what I was raised on. Like, my mom always like told me, you know, you were born with two strikes against you. Yeah. You were born a oh. black woman. So you have to work twice as hard to be equal. And I feel that is it's it's the same way black or white or Asian, Hispanic women in the music industry, you can pull the biggest numbers, but it's not going to matter. Yeah. Going off that, I mean, let's just look at this. I'm going to go off the Times Best Albums of 2018. Mm -hmm. We got number one, Cardi B, Invasion of Privacy. Number two, Janelle Monae, Dirty Computer. Three, Mitski, Be the Cowboy. Uh, Number four is Shawn Mendes. Uh, number five is Jay Balvin with uh, Vibras or Vibras, uh, Robin and Honey. Yeah. Um, Troy Sivan with Bloom, Casey Musgraves in the Golden Hour. Who just won a CMA, and I'm going to go see her in March with my best friend Stone Brother, and I'm super pumped. The 1975, and I'll let you. I don't really. Is it Ab War, or is it? I think it's A B Two O R. Okay. Well, and then but. there's number ten, Camilla Cabello, with Camilla. So, I mean... So, literally, this list is... Who is Mitski? Is that a man or a woman? Do you I'm know? I'm not sure on that one, but I know at least five of those are female artists. And the number one is a female. Yeah. And so, it's like... It's it's all about... Um, they're pulling the numbers. And so, not to get too off topic, but it's really... Oh, that's a woman, too. So, okay, one, yeah. two, three, um, four, five, six of the ten are women. Yeah. Um, I... I, I watch Grey's Anatomy, and um, one of the the main actresses on Grey's Anatomy, Ellen Pompeo, 
she was doing an interview and they asked her, I don't remember what her question, what the question was, but it was centered, centered around um, the fact that like Shonda Rhimes is the creator mm-hmm. of Grey's Anatomy, How to Get Away with Murder, Scandal, mm-hmm. uh, Station 19, all these different shows. And they all have very um, diverse casts. Right. And she was just talking about, I don't remember what they asked her, but I think they may have asked her about the diversity. And she said something like, um, or like, how do they uphold a diverse cast or something like that? And she was like, when I walk on set, I want to see a representation of what it looks like when I walk outside. Mm-hmm. She was like, when I walk outside, I see this diverse world. I see all of these people who look like some look like me, some don't look like me. Yeah. And I need, I, I, it's best that that reflects in the real world. And the real world and so what we're trying to project and you know in these shows and movies and things like that and she was just basically standing up for representation so i don't know i think that a lot of 2019 i think that's funny because some some artists referred to 28 like troy Zavon, he would have referred to 2018 as 2018 but 2019 is like i think going to be not necessarily the year of the woman but mm-hmm. like you know I think it's going to be a good year for women because it's like we're not afraid anymore. Um, with the Me Too movement, I feel like it's, women are going to be more outspoken about it, and mm-hmm. that's not a bad thing at all. Um, I think that with this, this Times list will tell you, you know, women are selling and doing amazing things. Yeah. And so I think that recognition is coming our way. So, I mean, going off that, we just do a little bit of our women empowerment. I got a whole bunch of little burbs and a little bit of news coming on so women empowerment we'll start with uh forbes listing of the world's highest paid women in music in 2018 uh we got Katy perry on top with 83 million which is crazy is that for this year or just yes in, general? in 2018 wow what did she do um i don't know she had an album or song release and then she's been on tour so all right i mean go katie and then we got also got uh t swizzle she's 80 million. She's at that number two spot. I, uh, yeah, I knew that. She had a tour. Oh, I wanted to go so bad. My best friend went and he said it was amazing. <laughs> then we got Beyonce at 60 million. Beyonce, y'all know this about my liquor. Pink at 52. Okay. Lady Gaga at 50 million. Lady Gaga. Jennifer Lopez at 47 million. Rihanna at 37.5 million, which I thought she'd be a lot higher on this. No, no, no. See, the thing about Rihanna is she hasn't like come out with music in a long time, but she's a businesswoman. And I was like, JLo hasn't had, I mean, she had a song, I think she had a song come out this year, but she's doing movies and stuff too. So, Mm -hmm. and we got to remember that this is Forbes, not like music, just like. Well, Rihanna does a lot of movies as well. Yeah, Rihanna. Like Battleship and. She does a couple. She hasn't done movies in a while, but she's. She's really, really doing the Fenty thing, and mm. it's selling, so okay. she's doing something right. Then we got Helen Fisher at $32 million and Celine Dion at $31 million. And what is Celine Dion doing? Um, she's making money. Making more money than I'll see in my entire life. That's what she's doing. 100%, yeah. <laughs> and then we're going to keep you on. We got Rihanna is now the first female artist in history to have three albums with five songs with over 100 million streams on Spotify. So that's pretty impressive. I think it's funny that that's happening now. <laughs> and Yeah, kind of out of nowhere, right? <laughs> and then we got 
New Rules is now the first and only solo female song in history to surpass one billion streams on Spotify. And that's Dua Lipa, right? mm -hmm, So congratulations to Dua Lipa. We got Thank You Next by Ariana Grande. It's now eligible for a platinum in the U.S. for selling over one million copies in the country and achieved this in less than two weeks, making it the fourth fastest female song in history to achieve this. Do you know what the other three were? Mm, No. But okay. if I had to go on a, on a limb, I'd probably say Adele would be one of them. Beyonce would be one of them. Katy Perry. Hit a Fergie. Yeah. Maybe. Fergalicious. We got to think this. Um, oh, no, no. It's, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to check up on that. I should have I should have looked that up. No, I'm just I'm just <laughs> I'm just genuinely curious. Yeah, wow, way to put me on blast. Oh. I mean, if you're gonna do your research, <laughs> do your research. I guess you're right. <laughs> we got um Halsey's hit single "Without Me." It's now. Oh, I love that song. It is now eligible for a platinum certification in the U.S. in a little over a month since its release. So that's awesome. Have you heard that song? Uh, no, but I do listen to "Without Me" by Eminem, which just got pulled from uh, Amazon like Prime Music. Me. So that hurt. If you know me, then you know that The Real Slim Shady is my go-to karaoke song. 100%. Then we got Shallow by Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, who has now spent 40 days on the number one worldwide iTunes chart. See, and that's what... And I still haven't seen A Star is Born. It kind of confuses me, because she was at, like, number five on that list. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, she not only that movie, but she's been uh, coming out with some hits lately. I, I... I'm really curious. I thought she'd be a little bit higher on that list. Uh, you know, yeah, me too. I think that a lot of it is like, like I said, that the Forbes stuff is going to be, I mean, it's obviously they're going to get paid through music, but also like a lot of them are like behind the scenes and like directing. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure that JLo is directing a new series and I know she's got a new movie coming out. Okay. So, um, I mean, she's getting money. Yeah. So I like to make money get paid <laughs> that too honestly um uh, is that all you got no i got some more but i figured you said mentioned somebody is going to jail yep so um hey lance <laughs> we're looking at him right now um his favorite rapper has been arrested he's going to prison prison yeah um takashi 69 his real name is daniel hernandez um so, he got four years probation mm-hmm. for sexual misconduct involving a 13-year-old girl. Uh, this happened in 2015, um, and he admitted to using a 13-year-old in a sexual performance that was posted online. Um, he's 22 now, so he was 19 at the time, which even if she was 18, it shouldn't have been. Um, or he may have just edged out 18. I'm not sure. Um Youthful, he uh, copped to the charge under a youthful offender plea agreement. So he avoided jail time by staying out of trouble and getting his GED and then serving 300 community service hours. But I thought he never got his GED. No, he hasn't held up his end of the bargain. Ah, He got arrested twice this year. And they've been pushing for him to get a jail sentence. Um, They arrested him after he attacked a fan in May. So... I mean, he's just not having a good time. He's just not doing good. Now, uh, there's some some stuff about pretty much gang activity. And uh, 
he he says he's a part of the nine Trey gang. Mm-hmm. And so here's the thing. When you claim gang activity, I hope you're in a gang. Because <laughs> if not... You know you're shot. Yeah. It's kind of like, I don't want to say karma, but I feel like it's 6ix9ine. Like, he talks all this talk, and he talks all this big talk, and, like, now it's kind of coming back to bite him. Mm-hmm. Um, and if he goes to prison prison, which... I think one of his charges, like a minimum sentence, is like thirty-two years. Because he's uh, he's un- indicted on uh, what, racketeering and yeah. what what is it? It's like or, organ organized, organized criminal activity. Yeah, yeah. So like, I think his charges are like the minimums are like twenty-five and thirty-two years to life. To yeah. life. So I mean, I think even if he like gets a plea, mm-hmm. even if he like makes a like a plea deal. He'll still he's still gonna serve some time. Well, Lance was saying like uh, he was thinking um, that he knew it was coming, and he like fired all of his people around him that was affiliated in the gang. Like fired everybody. And that's to to, that's crazy to me. I I don't know. I don't. How do you, I don't know how how do, how do you feel about it? Because I'm like, well, how I read the story is like the <laughs> the feds were like, hey, um, they were worried that he was going to get killed, shot and killed by, like, the people that he just fired. Mm-hmm. So um, they brought him in, and then they arrested him. <laughs> well. <laughs> they, brought him in, they brought him in for safety, and then they arrested him. So um, they left him without bail, so he can't get out. So, like, keep him, like, guarded, I guess, so until the trial. So we'll see That's how. That's quite the trickery. We'll see how it goes. Like, it's, uh, oh, man, it's probably going to end up t- having to take a plea deal because yeah. of the federal court. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I think Lance said the conviction rate is like 97%. Yeah, something ridiculous because the so, feds don't want to waste money if they're not going to win, right? Exactly. So, um, and if he goes to prison, prison, he's not going to be received well. They cannot put him in general population. <laughs> Sorry, I had the hiccups. Excuse me. Um, yeah, they can't put him in gin pop because they would call. I watched a lot of lockup. Mm-hmm. They would yeah, call him a chomo, which stands for child, child molester. So um, not good things will happen to him. Yeah, we'll see how. I just, I don't know. It's wild. If you're, if you're get, telling everybody that you're in a gang, you kill people and all this. Then please be in a gang. <laughs> and, then the, and, then that, and then that your gang actually, that you say you're affiliated with, actually goes out and kills people. You can't be like, oh, no, never said you're that. like, oh, what gang? What, I'm not a part of the gang. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. So we're going to go into my- We don't know her. <clears throat> YouTube. We got YouTube's lower, or Liar Cohen said, Article 13 rules would crush creativity and lead to blocked videos and less income. So this is going on in the EU right now. We just said- that they are that the European Parliament's current version of Article 13 is the copyright directive becomes law. The music industry will make less money from YouTube, and he insisted that the just published blog post, adding that the changes will make it harder for unknown artists to be discovered in the first place. So, as it currently stands, the EU approved copyright directive will require platforms like YouTube to negotiate license with rights holders, effectively ending safe harbor provisions across Europe. So, under Article 13's directive's most controversial element, they will also have implemented 
automatic content recognition systems blocking any copyright infringing works as well as to set up any easy redress systems for works mistakenly taken down. Critics claim that the Article 13 could put an end to music-centric memes, remixes, and other user-generated content on YouTube and other video streaming platforms such as Dailymotion and Twitch. As Cohen notes, well over 50% of music includes some portion of unclaimed or unknown ownership. Under Safe Harbor, YouTube can pay those unidentified portions to a song's known rights holders, and if a publisher still doesn't want to unlicense content on the site, it can use content ID to have it removed. So... I agree. That's kind of it's kind of weird because a lot of the songs I and listen to, a lot of things I listen to are remixes. Or like they uh, people take it and they make it like they say they have like a like a pop song. They want to make yeah. it like a, uh, or like a rock a, like song. covers. Yeah. So what? They're not going to get money. Yeah. Well, not only that, they're going to get taken down. Like Jonathan Young, oh, that yeah, I've had, yeah. or that I've been talking about. All uh-huh. he does is covers. So under this, all of his stuff would get taken down. My thing with YouTube is, like, I like YouTube. I watch it pretty frequently, but I think they're going too far. Mm -hmm. I really feel like they're just all about making money now. And you're at the point where you're making so much money that, like, you got to stop it at this point. Um, But it's not – see, this isn't YouTube's fault. This is in the EU that this Article 13 – is what they're trying to do. I'm all – Yeah, but I feel like YouTube's not going to help. Like, they're not – they're not going to do anything specifically. YouTube's had problems with their creators in the past where, like, they just don't have their back, so they're not helping them out. So this isn't really surprising to me. It does suck, though, because I want to be a YouTuber one day. That's what I'm going to do when I graduate. See, and that's why... I'm just going to download the YouTube and tell them to come on down and film <laughs> my life. See, that's why YouTube's trying to, like, they're trying to fight this because... And I agree, like, like I said... A lot of the songs, a lot of the things I listen to is content that is covers, remixes, like stuff. And it's just like, if that all was taken out, just, I can't imagine. Yeah. Even just being on a platform, your social platform, that means you can't have any music on at all, at any point in time in your show, unless you have the, own the rights to it. Yeah, and that wouldn't go over well. No, it's... I don't know. It's, I don't know how. Um, I get it because you're trying to you're trying to protect um, from copywriting, and I, I get all that. Yeah, yeah, I, absolutely, I understand. But then that, they're also but... blocking like the creative side of it. Like yeah. I, I, I get it. If it's all music, just for music, I completely understand. Like the YouTube has YouTube music. I get that. The the YouTube platform exists so that people have the space to be creative. Exactly. And. Um, it's not going to work if people don't feel like Mm-mm. they can. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's just like. <sighs> I mean, good luck to him. Like I said, YouTube's been having problems for a while. So. Yeah, it was kind of interesting because we talked about Article 13, I think about, what, seven episodes ago is when we were talking about <laughs> I it. I think you just threw out a random number that might have been correct. Well, I, I only remember because it was like number three or four. And I think we're on like 12. So No, we're on like 17. I don't know. Then. We have to keep track. Next one, we'll keep track. We'll announce it. <laughs> or on our 20th one, we'll be like, hey, it might have we already been our the ta- 20th. I know when we were on our 10th. So Honestly, I don't know. I'm just having a great time with you, Bob. <laughs> Me too. It's always good. Always having a good time. We don't even have to try. It's always a good time. Exactly. 
And then, so I'm gonna go to Billy Corgan, and uh, Billy Corgan, if you don't know him, is the uh, Smashing Pumpkins frontman. And if you don't know Smashing Pumpkins, then you Get missed out. out on the '90s. Uh, I don't really know what to tell you. <laughs> well, Billy Corgan believes that Lil Peep affected his fans in the same way that Metallica did in their early days. So I saw this headline. And he just goes, "How? How?" I'm like, "How could you compare the two?" Because you know, <laughs> Metallica is well, the uh, I guess they're metal, not metal anymore. They're more like a classic rock or more of a just rock. But at the time, they were more like a metal hard rock kind of band. Yeah. How, how do you compare that to a like a SoundCloud rapper, right? Well, he goes speaking in an interview with uh, with Bill. The Smashing Pumpkins frontman recalled that as a teenager, he would relate to angst being projected by Metallica when he was listening to the band while he was growing up in the suburbs. He said when he was asked if there was any contemporary bands or acts with who unearthed those same feelings in him, Corgan cited that the late Lil Peep as a prime example. Unfortunately, Lil Peep, probably of all the artists I've heard recently, tapped into that same angst, Corgan said. And it's so sad that he passed away because he was just getting to the bigger part of his work. The front man added that he feels the exact same vibe when he's hearing Lil Peep's music as he did listening to Metallica when he was younger. And see, this is why I love music is because... It's subjective. Exactly. And it doesn't... And it's not just one kind of genre. It connects to each other. It's like it's... All music is under the same umbrella of music like they can all tap in the same same emotion same responses as any other kind of music and i think that's what's really really interesting to me but i was kind of confused um on how he just i don't mm. well see for me because i was like when you read that headline i was like what but then I also, like, you have to kind of think of it about, like, music is subjective, yeah. so it's from different perspectives. Um, something that's really good to someone else may just be mad to someone, yeah. you know? And see, that's why I was, like, kind of thinking, I was like, man, well, I want I didn't really, I don't know that much Lil Peep anyway. I don't know, like, maybe two, three songs. Yeah. So I haven't really listened to it enough to, like... Well, that's why, because, like, yeah, the way I think about it is... Um, I'm going to bring up Mac again, but, like, you know, when Mac mm-hmm. Miller died, like, that really did affect me, right? Yeah. And, like, like that was tough to, mm-hmm. to deal with. And so I, I've said before that, like, when Triple X died and when Little Peep died, I didn't really, like, of course it's yeah. sad when you lose an artist, but I didn't really have an emotional connection to that because I didn't really have an emotional connection to their music. Right. And so, um, but I have my best friend, he really did. Mm-hmm. And um, he was like, wow, like, you know, I just feel like like the music he made, like the words, you know, it kind of just like spoke to me. And I was like, OK, yeah, I see where you're coming from. And so it's kind of I, I think that that's my favorite part about music mm-hmm. is how subjective it is and how it elicits different emotions from different people. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Billy Corgan has an opinion. He's entitled to his wrong opinion. <laughs> Entitled. <laughs> You're entitled well, to your wrong opinion. <laughs> I just think it. I what I think is kind of funny is like, um, so he's the lead singer of the Smashing Pumpkins, and I think it's interesting, and I can identify too, is how he can switch from Metallica to Lil Peep. See, I'm a while. I'm not a huge Lil Peep fan. I can see that yeah. in like 
when I could, would compare them to like you know how I feel with like Suicide Boys, I guess. Suicide Boys. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You're a Suicide Boy nut, and I'm just like, okay. But I, I just at the time of my life when I connected or when I listened to some of the music, it just connected with everything that was going on. I was like, all right, yeah, I, I feel this. So it's really interesting to see how that, how that, uh, how that elicits those responses and people and definitely such broad or such um different genres too so yeah all right we're gonna go on to our tupac news our tupac estate teases the 1998 release and it's this coming weekend so it could refer to the upcoming anniversary of his uh posthumous greatest hits collection and the estate of tupac or tupac sorry have a two st- pack. <laughs> yeah, two pack. <laughs> Did I show my white? <laughs> that boy, two pack secure. <laughs> well, they have started a countdown to release their cryptically referring to only as 1998, with the big reveal set to take place this weekend. This latest project was announced on the Instagram account yesterday, November or sorry, November nineteenth, with an image of late rapper in the words nineteen ninety eight Saturday eleven twenty four printed across it. So this account is managed by the Shakur State, um, who uses the tagline "His Legacy Lives." So the page then asks you to sign up to the official Tupac shop mailing list in order to be the first to know about what exactly will be released this Saturday, November 24th, when 1998 drops. As some fans have already pointed out, this Saturday will mark the 20th anniversary of the release of Tupac's posthumous Greatest Hits collection, and while it's likely that this new project will be connected connected to that compilation, nothing further has been confirmed by the Tupac estate at the time of the writing. So, may have some Maybe they're going through the vault, kind of like, you know, how they do uh, Michael Jackson. Yeah, honestly, I'm excited for this one. Um, I think, and here's the thing about this. Tupac was like, I don't want to say way before me, mm-hmm. but you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it was before. So. It was before yeah. our time, and so I feel like this will be kind of cool, like, for the generations to connect, you yeah. know? Because, I mean, I don't know a, a whole lot of music by Tupac. I don't listen to... I've listened to maybe, like, five or six songs. So I've never been down to, like, just listen to everything. And I think that's yeah. partially because, you know, I mean, he was killed before I was a- really able to even listen to his stuff. So yeah. it's like... So I'm just really curious to see what he had, like, what was going on, like, what he has that's going to be released, you know? Like, just, I don't know. To see what it is, hopefully, it's they're going into the vault and taking out some new music, making a making an album. Uh, but if not, you know, maybe uh, adding a sol- or one song or releasing one song. Let's see. So, we'll see. Remember, that's uh, that's going to be Saturday, 11, or 11.24. So, just make sure to stay tuned on that. And, of course, on an, our next episode, we'll keep you updated on that as well. Absolutely. So we got Coldplay, but they're going to be releasing a new album in 2019. And uh, Matt Whitecross says that their new music will challenge themselves and surprise people. So I'm pretty excited about that. I know we uh, we just talked about on our last episode uh, that UNICEF were doing that record. And I know we had a yeah. Coldplay record on that. So Yeah, we did have a Coldplay song on there. So we're interesting. We'll see what kind of music we got going on. So they're saying that they're gonna. It's gonna be challenging 
um, they're challenging themselves, and they say that it's you know to surprise people. So I'm kind of seeing, kind of curious, what kind of um, what kind of direction you think they're going to go with this? <sighs> Coldplay. Mm-hmm. I want, I want Coldplay to get a little harder. Mm-hmm. And by harder, I mean like a little rocker. So like Imagine Dragons, mm-hmm. their new album is kind of harder. Like the song Natural. Okay. It's like you know more harder, more rock. I um I want to see Coldplay do something kind of like that. So less pop, a little bit more rock. Yeah, I'm really into like nowadays. Um, and this will probably be my song of the week next week. Cause out of Shotgun, but I'm really into like, cause you know when I'm sitting out music every week, I'm like, ooh, we gotta send this out, we gotta send this out, gotta send this out. Like, um, it's kind of hard to like find the line between rock and pop. Yeah, and like what's cool to play on a rock station, yeah. and uh. And this I'm, new new stuff that's entering the charts, I feel, is like, I don't want to say real rock, because I think all rock is valid, but you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it's like, it's the hard rock that we've been looking for to come back. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. I, I've definitely noticed, I mean, I go, ni- I listen to 94.5 The Buzz at home when I was growing up, and it was like alternative rock, and it was just like, you know, Smashing Pumpkins, Metallica, yeah. Green Day, Linkin Park, like all that rock, and now it's like I listen to it, it's 1975. Yeah, it's like, like alternative rock. I'm like, this is pop. This yeah. is like pop rock. I don't want to. I come here to get my angsty teen music, man. <laughs> and see, that's the thing. Like I um, even when I, I do more streaming, I used to. I grew up listening to a radio. Mm-hmm. I had a radio in my room, and I would listen to that thing. From the time that I woke up to the time that I went to bed, actually, it would play while I was asleep because I need something to fall asleep. And so um, I listened to 97.5 a lot. Okay. And that was, uh, I don't remember who it was, but then I know it was Bobby Bones for a little bit. Um, oh, I'm so mad that I can't remember. But um, I grew up on that. And so it, they played pop and they played some hip hop and they played some rock. Yeah. So it was pretty broad for me. And so I was like, okay, I like all three of these. And so when I came to college and when I started working here, it's like, ooh, how do you find that line? Mm-hmm. But um, I like the new rock that's coming out and hitting the charts now. It's 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 harder and edgier, yeah. and I think we're starting to get back into that, and I like it a yeah, lot. Yeah, I agree, because I, I go back and I think, and like, I got all my classical music listening and the car rides with my parents, 106.9. Yeah, the point, you know, just mm-hmm. classic rock, got them from there. I got my angsty teen music from... Ninety four five, all that harder rock, and of course, you know, I lived, I lived in Houston, so of course, I had that Houston rap. On that, yeah, we get it, Bob. You're from Houston. Ninety seven nine, so it's just like I've always had these really broad, different genres to listen to, and now it's just like they're, they're all merging, and I don't know how I feel about it. When yeah. I when I turn on like like I said, when I turn on ready for my angsty teen music. And I'm hearing um, 1975. And I'm like, what's next, BTS? Um, maybe. Yeah. And, and, that, and that is probably coming. So I was just like, man, I'm not, I am not prepared. But we'll see how it goes. Uh, we got a little bit. We got Boozy. And I know we had a little bit of um, news on Boozy last week. He signed that 12-year-old to, mm-hmm. his, um, to his label. Which is ridiculous, but whatever. Which, I mean, we'll see. Could, could work out. Yeah, always, always open, always open for new music. Um, he says it is going to be one of the coldest blues albums people will hear. 
Boozy has announced the release date of his first blues album, Boozy's Blue Cafe, and is due out on Thanksgiving Day, November 22nd. See, we finally have a uh, Thanksgiving album, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in the statement, the the Baton Rouge rapper said, My blues album is a real blues album. Blues beats, blues instruments. It's one of the coldest blues albums people will hear. Yeah, so you can check out the cover art and the track list. And it was just kind of like, it's just different. It's just very different from what, okay, I kind of kind of compare it to like how Snoop Dogg went to Snoop Lion phase. Well, and now he's uh, doing gospel. (laughs) So, yeah, it's just, I'm excited. I'm interested because, I mean, he he just, he released earlier this year, he had the mixtape Boonk Gang. Boonk Gang. So it's just going to be a real crazy contrast. I'm I'm actually really interested. No, I'm so for it because I think one of the best parts about um, being a musician is the fact that you're like, you can have a switch up game and that's cool. Um, I think Post Malone's next album is going to be. I was about to say, speaking of switch up, I'm waiting for that country album. No, yeah. I really (laughs) think that his next album won't be. If it's not a country album, it'll be a rock album. And be something. I think he's going to like because his first one. I mean, he was talking about how he. I mean, he already feels like a rock star, right? Yeah. So might he, as yeah, well. he doesn't like think that he like he doesn't like to acknowledge himself as a rapper. He's a musician. He's an artist. So it's just ah man, I I like blues. I enjoy um, blues. It's very enjoyable to me. I like uh, just like the rhythm, and I I like blues has a lot a whole lot of soul, a whole lot of um, heart. And their lyrics and how they sing. So, I mean, if it's done right, it's done right. He's got, I'm sure he's got plenty of life experience to sing about. So, yeah. I'm uh, I looking forward to it, man. It's going to be an interesting album for sure. I'm definitely going to check it out. Though. I'm curious to see this switch from rap to uh, blues. Because, like I said, I do like some blues. I like some jazz. I'm really interested to see how this how this works out with uh, Boozy. Boozy making this track. So, yeah, we'll go ahead and check that out. That's going to be coming out tomorrow. Uh, and if you're already listening to it, it's Thanksgiving Day, and if it's past that, it's already out. So yeah, make sure to check it. Out. Give that a check out. I mean, even if you're not a huge Boosie fan, you know, if you like blues, you know, why not? You know, see, broaden your horizons, right? <laughs> so that's gonna wrap it up with all the music news that I have for today. So I'm gonna go ahead and send it over to you, Charlie. What we got? Well, you know me, I've got the sports news. Um, mm-hmm. just a couple quick little stories um i just gotta throw this one out there the cowboys play the redskins tomorrow Mm -hmm. the redskins have been really down on their luck lately their quarterback alex smith uh broke his ankle this week during his game and uh it was honestly kind of like i don't mind it but i'm gonna show you the video it's kind of gross dude yeah i don't mm, i don't really like to see injuries since i got injured is it going to, like, make you Cringe. queasy? Yeah, I'm just going to be like, mm, I don't like God. All right. Hold on. Look at his ankle. All right. You see it hanging? It's just hanging, dude. So, <laughs> sorry to mean to gross you out. So, basically, what that means is Alex Smith is donezo for the season. Um I mean, I'm, Man, I get, like, yeah. secondhand cringe for that guy. I'm like, oh, God. He's done for the season. Um, so, and I actually, the it's not funny. I don't want to say the funny part is, um, but 
it's similar to one um, Joe Theismann had 33 years ago. And I think it was on the exact same day. So say the crazy thing is. Not the- yeah, the <laughs> crazy thing is. Yeah, yeah, because like the funny thing is, you know, but it's not, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyways, so like <laughs> it was like 33 years to the day. And so, um, yeah, he broke his leg, his ankles gone. Uh, so hopefully, I mean, man, that's going to be a very tough road to recovery. A lot yeah. of rehab. Yeah. He might be ready by the time next season starts, hope, but he's done for the season. Hope the best. Yeah. No, mm. Absolutely. Woo. But, um, so, <laughs> so now the Redskins are about to sign Mark Sanchez. Woo. Which I don't know why. I think that's so funny. He's like... They need somebody, man. No, yeah. He's like the back... Well, and the fu- the funniest part... This actually is funny. Um, <laughs> I don't what? know. Look, okay. I don't know why I think it's so funny. I just do. So the Redskins' backup quarterback is Colt McCoy, boy. <laughs> and so, like... Then it's it's like oh no we're gonna sign Mark Sanchez because they don't want Colt to play but I guess Colt McCoy is gonna start tomorrow and I don't know when the last time he saw some field action was I mean I don't think it's been that long but I honestly forgot that he was still in the NFL. Well I guess we'll just have to wait and see then. Eh? That UT boy he did so g- see this is like the thing about and maybe he maybe he'll play well and if so this is a testament to the process because I think that so many players come straight out of college. And, like, start their rookie seasons yeah. and start as quarterback and do good and then collapse. Like, we've I don't want to mention Dak, but, like. I was like, we've seen Johnny Menzel. We've seen. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, and R- drugs. RG3. You know. Yeah, yeah. Amazing first seasons, right? And then that second season, mm-hmm. they just, like, hit a wall. Uh, yeah. And I think that it might be the best thing. Like, maybe Colt plays amazing. And if so, that's a testament to the process that maybe you need to kind of just, like, Waited out a little bit. Well, since you talk about Dallas, one thing that I had found out this weekend, I actually didn't know. I was talking to my dad. Apparently, the Texans, um, after they lost their first two, they are on a seven-game win streak. There you go. So we'll see. Maybe they're going to be able to clinch the. I think we're in the. Uh, what are we in the NFC? Mm, or something weird. Probably in the NFC. We're in the AFC East. I think. Yeah, I don't know. But well, hopefully, get good enough to clinch a spot and make it to the. Um, Make it into the playoffs. So. Yeah, honestly, I thought we were out, out, but we're not. And who? Because our our division sucks. So. I don't know who who we just played, um, but they had an injury similar to that on a on, I think the corner of the running back. I'm not sure when um, they got stood up and JJ Watt just. Well, he's he's a he's a powerful him. hitter, oh, and no. well, so. Uh, uh, Vanderesh, mm-hmm. he is a beast. He's 22. He's young. He's okay. fresh out of college. He had to take over Sean Lee's place for the Cowboys, and he's doing so good. They're like, when Sean Lee comes back, they don't know what they're going to do. I think they need to just uh, change up the lineup a little bit, move one of the players to an alternative, and keep Vanderesh out there because him and Sean Lee, it is a that that is a disaster. That is a force to be reckoned with. They don't got that JJ SWAT. What? I mean, both of them on him could handle him though. Yeah, but that takes two people. To well, no, no, no. Yeah, I'm definitely acknowledging the fact that J.J. Watt is like the best in the game. Um, just a couple more real quick. The Rams and the Chiefs, right? Mm-hmm. Record-setting game. Oh, So okay. they're both 9-1 and one teams. Um, they didn't really know how this game was going to go. Cooper Cup was out, and they were like, it's going to be a hard fight. Um, Patrick Mahomes, 
is the new quarterback. He's so good. He's really proving himself this season. Um, the Rams are doing so well. Like both of these teams were nine and one. Right. The Rams are like it's their first year under their head quarterback. He's really cute, by the way. <laughs> He's not married. I don't think they're engaged either. So, but um. So what you're telling me is there's a chance. He's available. <laughs> Engaged ain't married, as Michael Scott would say. But anyways, so they're both nine and one, and like they knew this was going to be a game. Mm-hmm. So the ending score, combined score of this game was 105 points. Dang, that's crazy. And um, that's a whole lot of explosive offense, not too much defense. Well, no, no, no. And see, that's the thing. I was like, you know, when you play a high-scoring game like that. Do you say we have a really good offense or a really bad defense? I think in this case, they both had really good offenses. Yeah, I will just say that your offense is just better. Jared Goff, he went off. Goff went off. Patrick Mahomes threw, like, six touchdowns. Well, then, if how did it – did you at least do well in your um, fantasy league then? Uh, this week, I think I – yeah, 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 I think I won one – and lost the other, which is fine. I'm used to it. Um, who went off? Because I know me? we had a we had a. There well, Tyreek of... Hill went off for me. He's mm-hmm. on the Chiefs. Okay, he went off. He scored. I don't know how many touchdowns he scored, but he got me a good thirty something points. I did win my family league this week. There you go. A matchup win. Hey. Uh, let's see. Um, I want to look at last week's. I did. Um. Uh, they just been. There was like this past week. There were so many injuries. I can only imagine. Yeah, honestly, there were, and uh, it's nuts. I don't. I I just feel like maybe they're gonna get stricter on the 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 uh, uh, regulations and things I like mean, that. I feel like they were already pretty darn strict on things. It's just they're. Yeah, it's just not just a, a bunch super of safe game. Yeah, it's just, just a, bunch a bunch of really big strong dudes hitting each big other. Dudes, exactly. I mean, Zeke did really well for me. Um, Tyreek Hill did really well for me. I don't know. It was a good. Uh, it was a good game for me. My defense got me some points. So, um, I mean, I had a good fantasy week. And then, oh, Adrian Beltre is retiring. Okay. That's another story after 21 years. So um, we'll probably talk Which about that. Which is a very long time in the yeah. NFL. 21? No. Oh, not NFL, uh, sorry. Yeah, MLB. <laughs> um, but, yeah, it is. He's been playing professional baseball since he was, like, 15. That's so. insane. And, I mean, um, that's straight. That's one thing is baseball. They can get you right out of high school. Absolutely. They can get you right into high school. Yeah. So, um, but then the last sports story that we're going to cover is obviously them Tarleton Texans. So this weekend – the, is the reason why this weekend mixed with last weekend and my voice not healing is the reason why I sound like an actual bag of crushed up chips right now. So basically, um, me and my friends went to the game on Saturday, saw Bop there. Mm. We stayed, um, we watched the fir- f- whole first half. Crazy. Halftime, it was like 44-0. 38-0. to 38-0. And then... We stayed and watched the halftime show. I was trying to watch the band because I was a band kid myself. And then what really ticked me off, dude. So the other school, I'll call them out, Azusa Pacific (sighs) from California, who couldn't score no points. They're like kickers and punters are just like on the field, kicking the ball while the band is on the field. That's rude. 
Is it not? <laughs> it's... <laughs> the game is for them. No, no, no. No, halftime is for the band. <laughs> they get their warm-up time. They have a spot to warm up their leg. That's rude. Yeah, you're you're talking to talking an athlete. Talking to an athlete, and I just think that it's our field, and we let you guys use it. No, you guys are in the locker room. We get halftime for a reason. That's rude as heck. Also, he kicked one of the balls, and it bounced and hit a kid. That's not funny. That's rude as heck. That's so rude. Especially, and it'd be different if it was Tarleton. And it's not like they stay on the field for that whole time. They literally leave minutes at the end to do whatever. No, you're just, no, that's rude, Bob. That's legitimately rude. I get it. Trust me. No, I do. you don't. I you're, do. No, Bob is such a jock right now. He's like, oh, whatever. These freaking <laughs> nerds. These freaking band nerds. No, I got nothing against band. I got like a bunch of my friends are in band, man. They always play. Whatever. They played. You just don't I, respect them. No, no, that's not true. Every time I got off the sideline, I always wanted to hear, um, listen to Goldust. They always played it every time I got off the field. I let go over there. Yo, I love my band. I love them. Whatever. Then what? What do you have to say? No, it's you. A, it's a. It is a post. It's a playoff game. It doesn't matter. It's, it doesn't matter. That it's a playoff game. It's there. Um, no, halftime is not. You're not allowed to be on the field at halftime. That's why it's halftime. That's not true. What's halftime for? Halftime is for you to recollect, to split up, and make up a new game plan. Okay. Yes. But okay. But yes. So you're not on the field. Not all the time. They usually have the skill guys out on the field while we're in the locker room. No, they're not on the field, though. They're not physically on the field. They're on the sidelines, but they're not on the field. Even when our kicker comes out to just practice his kicks, he's on the sidelines. It's rude. It's legitimately rude. And he also hit a kid, which is also rude. They deserve that 58 no beating. That's all I'm saying. That's rude. Then, then you can say they got what they deserve. They got their karma. I mean, yeah. They're pretty... Man, 38 now, going into halftime. Well, anyway, so we stayed until after halftime, which they rudely were kicking. Also, like, the band got off the field minutes before halftime was over, so they could have waited. Anyways, it's rude. Anyways, so we stayed, like, after halftime, like, two minutes in, they scored again. We're like, okay, we're going to the volleyball game. Like, this game is closed. So we went to the volleyball game, and it was a rematch of last week. And remember last week we lost Mm -hmm. the Lone Star Conference Championship Tournament. Right. But we still won the Lone Star Conference regular season. And we were still the number one seed Mm -hmm. going into the NCAA Division II South Central Regional Championship. Elite Eight. Uh, We won it. So now um, we play in Pittsburgh. It's crazy. We're playing in Pittsburgh uh, not this Saturday, next Saturday for the division NCAA Division II Volleyball Championship. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Which is crazy because we also got football coming up. And, like, they got, what, three more games or two more games to the championship? Yeah. So uh, we play this week and then uh, yeah. knocking on wood. And oh. then um, – we were looking at the brackets earlier, and we're not that far off. Mm-mm. So um, I got a lot of faith in them, man. I think me the, too. I think the others, 
thus our first seed in our area or region or, or whatever. Because we're number well, volleyball is number six, and we'll, we're still number two um, for football. Mm-hmm. Like, man, I believe that we come from a harder conference, and we're going to end up winning the region. I think, um, I think so. Honestly, I was looking at. I was just, like, looking at stats and stuff because I do that sometimes. I'm really into sports. A lot of people don't understand that. Like, they think I just scream and yell at games. But, no, I'm actually really into sports. I look at stats. I look at player bios and stuff like that. How I was looking at it for just the uh, uh, – sorry, they have 11 um, conference. Yeah, see, the the only reason that we were the second seed going in – is because the only reason we had to play last mm-hmm. week and beat the crap out of Azusa Pacific is because uh, the the team that was first seed had 11 teams in their conference, right. and, and they won all 11 of those games. And Azusa Pacific comes out of that conference, and I think they were, like, number six seed overall, and they were number— Seven, yeah. Or seven, and mm-hmm. they were number, what, three in their conference? Yeah, and so I think, I think that with the way—not only the, the way that our conference is— um, but the way that we've been playing this season, I think we have a harder, sh- harder one. I think we, our boys are better. I think God, I mm. this has been such a good season so far. Um, I'm honestly, super football and volleyball. There's been so much. Like I don't want to call the football games boring because I, I think I mean, it's fun. I mean, it's boring when it's 58. But, yeah, like when we're just scoring back and forth. But I've been having so much fun with volleyball this year because um, even the matches that we like that we like sweep yeah it's still a good match to watch and then like even when we're battling i get so into it and so i don't know tarleton sports is having a really good year this Mm -hmm. is the first time um that we've done this in volleyball school history coach mary schindler is amazing Mm -hmm. she's so good i was looking at her bio and like some of the stuff that she did in like uh college and stuff it's amazing and then you know um, she's got her assistant coaches. Haley Roberts is one of them, and she had an amazing career mm-hmm. at Tarleton. And so um, it's really exciting to see that program go off, pretty much. Not and a, football. This coach is uh, this is his third time at Tarleton. I want to say I know he's rebuilt the program back in the uh, the nineties as well. Mm-hmm. So I think this is his third time back as the head coach at Tarleton State University, and man. And, Showing, yeah, and uh, I mean, I played, I played, I didn't play for this coach. I played um, for Fowler, so I think like a year after I played is when this new coach came in. So it looks like I mean, all that hard work is paying off. Like, man, we got a young team, so if we can keep this going, yeah, that's the best part. Our team is pretty, uh, pretty decently young, and then we've got a lot of freshmen mm-hmm. that aren't playing yeah. and aren't necessarily redshirted, but, you know, they're getting worked out. Yeah. They're, and, uh, they're, I mean, e- even if you're a redshirted, you'll be on the practice squad going against your going against that defense first team if you're on offense. Like, you'll be going – you'll be getting your runs in. Like, yeah. uh, I don't know. I'm excited. I know they're going to do well. I hope I hope the best. Me too. Um, we'll keep you updated on this weekend's happenings. Um Happy Thanksgiving, guys. I hope you're spending time with your family. And if you're not, make sure to give them a call, you know? Yeah. Let them know. Like, call your grandma. I'm yeah. going to FaceTime mine tomorrow. I'm really excited. I get to see my mom and my dogs today. Oh. I'm headed home right now. I know. She's she's leaving right now. I got a, another, what, two, three hours? I got another 30 minutes of work, and then I got another two hours to make sure, 
get everything uh, out of the uh, washer Bob and dryer. Because packed, yeah. Yeah, no, I haven't. Um, I'm a guy. I packed it at uh, 2 o'clock this morning, so, you see, know. I, see, I'm just a typical dude. I'll just throw <laughs> just, some stuff into a duffel bag and head out. Just guys being <laughs> dudes. So, make sure to just, you know what, just go, somebody you haven't talked to, one of your friends, wish them a happy Thanksgiving, you know. Yeah, uh, reconnect, maybe. Yeah, get that positive Get that positive energy out there. positive energy out there, that positive vibes. Remember, you can be the change in the world. Be the change you want to see in the world. Mahatma Gandhi. Um, But, yeah, thanks, guys, for listening to another episode of Wave Wave of the the Planet. Planet. Times have changed and times are strange. Here I come, but I ain't the same. Mama, I'm coming home Time's gone by, it seems to be You could have been a better friend to me Mama, I'm coming home If you enjoyed the show, please rate, review, and subscribe for updates when new episodes drop. And follow our station on Twitter and on Facebook at The Planet 107 to see everything going on at Tarleton Radio.